Welcome back, friends, to Hope is a Prayer Away. I am your host, Pastor JJ. And today we're going to continue in our studies of the Judgment Series. This is part 17 of 31. And today we're going to have an introduction to the Gospel. As a shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, Jesus says, quote, I have come that they, all of mankind, may have life and have it abundantly, unquote. A life with meaning and purpose. And the Bible teaches us that God loves all people and wants to bring them into a harmonious relationship with himself. But the man is separated from God by the problem of sin. God has resolved that problem through the person of Jesus Christ. For he came and he died for the sins of all. Not of some, of all. So the following is a short presentation of the good news, which is also transferred or transcribed as the gospel. The gospel is the good news of how God has provided that men might know him and experience eternal life. Amen? Let us look at God's plan of salvation. While 1 John 5:11 and 12 are written to Christians to give them assurance of their salvation based on the testimony of God's word, the Logos. Remember, the Logos is the word of God. In the Greek. This passage also highlights the key issue in God's plan of salvation as it is centered in the person of Jesus Christ. Let us read 1 John 5, verses 11 through 12, and I am reading out of the NIV. And this is the testimony God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son whoever has the son has life whoever does not have the son of god does not have life now god's declaration to man what is it that he tells us and the witness and the witness is this that god has given us eternal life and that his and that this life is in his son and that we find like we said in verse 11 now what's the important issue of these verses this is the key he who has the son has the life he who does not have the son of god does not have the life this passage also teaches us that God has given us eternal life and that this life is in his son Jesus Christ and the way to possess eternal life is to possess God's son. So we got two important questions that must be asked and answered as we keep reading these, uh, these verses. Number one, why is possession of God's Son necessary to have eternal life? And secondly, 
How can a person possess or have the Son of God? Let us begin with the problem of man's separation from God according to Romans 5 and verse 8, and it'll lead us to the answers to the questions that we just posed. Starting at verse 8, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrated his love for us through the death of his son. Why did Christ have to die for us? Because scripture declares that all men to be sinful. We are all sinners. And when you look at the word sin in the Greek, it means to miss the mark. In other words, all of us, every person on the face of this earth, pastor, church leader, whoever you are, starting with myself, we have all missed the mark. That is the definition of sin in the Greek. And the Bible declares, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory, the perfect holiness in the Greek, the perfect holiness of God. And it doesn't say some, and it doesn't say uh, almost everybody. No, it says all have sinned and fall short of the glory, the perfect holiness of God. So in other words, our sin separates us from God, who is perfect, holiness, he is righteousness and justice, and who must therefore judge a sinful man. Now Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And let me just stop here for just a second. If you have ever been told that you're not welcome in a church because of this or because of that, friends, let me tell you something. Jesus loves you. And all of us are like you. We're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. Even after coming to God, I have sinned. The only thing is, you ask for forgiveness. You try to do your very best not to do it again. And you move forward with the Lord. And like me, I'm sure there's many, many others. But we do the best we can. But what separates man from God is sin. And that's why when Jesus was crucified, God the Father poured out all of his anger for sin. And he put it on Jesus. And that's why it was so painful for him. For he bore the, all of the sins of this world the Lord took out on Jesus when he was on the cross. And he did that for you and me, for all of us to have the opportunity to have eternal life. Let us continue. Habakkuk 1.13 of the NIV. 
Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? Isaiah 59 and verse 2 out of the NIV. But your inequities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. And conclusion. Friend, have you put your trust in the person of Christ as the God-man, as the Savior who died for your sins? Do you know, friend, that the gift of salvation is 100% free and no one can buy it? You can't work for it? It can only be received by faith and acceptance in our Lord Jesus Christ. Moreover, friends, don't allow the wolves that have entered our churches in sheep's clothing to lie and mislead you. I'm going to give you some examples. Some of these wolves will tell you that if you donate money, large sums of money, or money, that God will welcome you into heaven. Or, that if you contribute money to the church, that your loved one, that you believe that may be in hell, God will let them out. Because God will see how much money you've given to the church to expand the gospel and that he will look favorably on your donation and allow the person to make a change of address from the eternal fire to paradise as Jesus told the robber on the cross. Friends, this is not true. You cannot buy your way into heaven God is not for sale and the only way that you can have eternal life is by faith in Jesus and friends it's a gift from God to you and me there's no money involved there was blood involved the blood of Jesus that covers all of our sins don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by these wolves. You can't buy your loved one who you think is in hell because you really don't know, right? You don't know if that person may have been the worst person in the world, but you don't know if like the thief on the cross in the last moments of his life, if they accepted Jesus and asked for forgiveness. So see, we don't know. We don't know where that person is to begin with. But I can assure you one thing. Jesus does love you. 
Jesus did die for your sins and mine, and he would love to be a part of your life. I want to give you this following analogy. Think of yourselves extending your hands to greet a, fr to greet a friend, and that friend just walks by and ignores you and leaves you with your hand hanging, hanging out. I'm sure that would make you feel sad. No, it would make me feel sad. And now think of Jesus. Day after day, month after month, year after year, how he extends his hand out to you, friend. And he asks you to take his hand and to allow him to come into your life and instantly make your life 100% better. He's going to forgive you of all of your sins. He's not waiting to bash you on the head when you confess your sins. No, friends. He wants to love you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And if this day you would like to accept Jesus, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And you may follow along if you'd like to. Heavenly Father, I come before your throne. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. This day I ask you, Father, to become my Lord and my Savior. To give me eternal life, Father, which I know is a gift that only comes through faith. Thank you for your sacrifice on Calvary that you made for me. I accept you, and this day forward, I want to hold your hand and walk with you, Lord. And talk to me, Father, and guide me, and help me, and bring hope to me, Lord. For only you know the position that I am. But, Father, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You give life to the dead. Please, Father, help me. I know you can. In Jesus' mighty name. Friend, if you said that prayer, I do believe that you are born again. I encourage you to find a good Bible preaching and teaching church. I would encourage you to go and buy yourself a good Bible and a Bible that you can understand. That when you read the pages, the information just stands out at you, stands out at your eyes. And I would also encourage you to go to your, to your weekly Bible studies. Go to your Sunday schools. Go to your sermons. Take really good notes. And before you start getting into the word and breaking it down, ask the Lord to give you the wisdom to, to understand what it is that you're reading, to open your understanding. And also ask him to give you the remembrance so you can remember where that information that you just learned is located. Just in case you need to 
teach that information to someone else who may need it. And remember, friends, when we do this, we teach humbly and gently. And should that person confess something to you that's going on in their lives, please respect that person's confidence in you. Please don't tell anyone. I've seen it so many times that a person will confess their sins to another. And the person leaves a church because everybody knows their shame. So I encourage you, please don't do that. Please carry that person's burden as they were yourselves. Pray for them. Call them. Text them. Encourage them. And lead them to Jesus. I assure you, when you start winning souls for Jesus, there is just nothing better. There's not a better feeling in this world. Amen? Friends, I always close out all of my podcasts in remembrance of the late Pastor John H. Osteen. And he coined the best phrase I've ever heard from a pastor, which I'm going to read to you, but... He deserves the credit because it was his his doing. And I hope you enjoy this verse or this phrase as much as I do. And Pastor Osteen would close out all of his TV sermons with this phrase. Friends, keep Jesus first place in your life and he will take you places that you've never dreamed of. Oh. I can never get enough of that verse. It is so true. And friends, thank you for your time and for the sincere privilege of being able to share Christ with you. And I will look forward to talking with you tomorrow on our podcast. May his blessings be upon you and yours today and always in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, friends.